Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson, the Communications Coordinator with the Arkansas Forestry Association. And this month, we are sitting down with two guests to discuss forestry and forestry businesses and their impact on smaller communities. Before we introduce our guests, I do want to give a special shout out and a thank you to our new sponsor this month, Visual Forester. We're going to hear a bit, a little bit more from them later on in this episode, but we want to give them a special shout out and thank you, as always, to our sponsors at the top of the episode. But for now, let me introduce my two guests. Uh, we have Frank Wilson and his son, Harold Wilson. Frank is the founder of, or one of the founders, excuse me, of Wilson Brothers Lumber Company. And uh, gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Now, uh, one of the things, one of the reasons we got you guys is Wilson Brothers Lumber Company is celebrating its 50th anniversary in 2022. I know this episode is going to be our first 2023 episode, but 2022 marked 50 years of Wilson Brothers Lumber, correct? That's, that's correct. All right. So, uh, Frank, if you don't mind, if you could give us a little bit of a history. I know 50 years is a lot of history, but if you could give us a little bit of history of the company that you, uh, you and your brother started. I'll try to highlight it the best I can. So, uh, m- uh, my two brothers and I, uh, Grady and Jewel Wilson, um, we had always worked close together and are in some type of a forestry related, uh, and we had a cattle farm and farming and things like that. And, and we were um, always close together. We, and in 1972, matter of fact, when Harold was a baby, uh, we decided to uh, uh, buy us a little small sawmill to just cut up a little bit of lumber around and and uh, play with it a little bit more than than what we, we had no no sawmill experience at all and uh, we did that and the expense we had in we said well let's sell a little bit of stuff until we get our money back and go with it from that way well from that We'd hardly ever used any of the lumber. We kept selling. It was people. The need was greater than we ever even anticipated. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the need was going to be. So um, the, it kept growing and growing and part time. And I think it was in about 1983. My, my two brothers, by the way, worked at at the um, cotton belt shops, which was Southern Pacific at that time, and later became Union Pacific. And I was uh, uh, working with Warehouser uh, as a forester at uh, uh, procurement manager for at the Pineville Paper Mill, and so uh, we started playing with it on the weekend, and it kept growing on the weekend. And pretty soon, by the time uh, my nephew Jeff Wilson, he was uh, about ready to re- uh, graduate from uh, UAM at that time. And so he and I talked about going starting full-time. We said, well, we'll do a little bit of logging, do a little bit of sawmilling, and do a little bit of forestry consultant. Well, that didn't work out too good. It ended up all sawmilling again. <laughs> so it kind of kept going back to the sawmill. And uh, so I think it was 83 when he uh, came, uh, came on. Was that right, Harold? It was 83, yeah. I, I had to double-check. And so we... Um, uh, we become full started full time then, and later on, uh, his brother James uh, came on with us, kind of running the logging operation mm-hmm. uh, that was that pertained to that. And I was uh, worked as a salesman with lumber, and also dealing with landowners buying timber and 
and contract truckers. So it went from that, and then I, I don't know the, the time frame exactly uh, when my brothers uh, decided that they would retire from, from the uh, railroad and, and start full-time, but uh, from that we, we just kept growing, and uh, we ended up, we had uh, a Tri-W Logging Company, which was a... Uh, uh, dealt with our contractors, landowners, and kind of our land management, and and uh, kind of took care of the land that we had bought, and we later formed a A and W logging, which the, we ended up the the kids on it uh, that that does the actual logging, and uh, we went went from that, and then later on um, our uh, our business just kept kept growing to the point that we uh, we finally had to decide that we was either going to have to build a new mill or rebuild the one we had and we did as you can imagine none of this was planned out mm-hmm. I mean we had no plans to start with so the location that we had and the mill we had wasn't very suitable to uh, to add to or to um, uh, renovate so we decided we'd build the new mill and five years ago last November we built the new, we started up the new mill that we built and uh, and it was um, it's been very very enjoyable to work with compared to the old one that we had and so that, that's um, in in this deal I think it's kind of interesting and from others uh, I had uh, two sons uh, Harold and Jeremy and a my uh, son-in-law Alex they all worked with in the business and then Grady's two sons or three sons uh, James Jeff and Brad they worked within the business Mm -hmm. so we had a real close relationship from the business standpoint Uh, Jewel's two children um, they they went into other other parts of the of the business and of course later on that we bought out Jules part of it mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we have had a uh, I'd say but between that and the the relationship that uh, we had with the community you can see we've got six kids <laughs> out there and uh, the uh, uh, they've had a, a very large impact on the community mm-hmm. and while he was in school after school and all, all the opportunities that we've had had to do th- do certain things. So it, it sounds like it just kind of started as one of those uh, hobbies that you and your friends get get going, and it grows and grows and grows until it's something completely different. At this point, yeah, it it we never intended it to be a business. It grew into a business. And we never had any idea the size of the business mm-hmm. would finally end up into this way. When me and my two brothers put it together, we had no intention of our family, any other of our family being part of mm-hmm. it. And and it just it just grew from, from that. So Harold, if you could um, explain what your role is, because um, I'm sure growing up seeing this happen and this uh, I'm not sure where it was at when you were a kid but you know seeing this business as a kid and then eventually as an adult making your career out of this I mean what was that like for you well I'll, I'll kind of start from the from the beginning 
uh, as well because I I remember decide making the decision to to work in the business because I knew my cousin was was going to and it was it had been a full time business about seven years before I was going into college so uh, I had I had competed in uh, forestry contests with the FFA in high school and and very interested in that really enjoyed it and and through that decided I wanted to major in forestry at, at UAM so uh, I told dad that and told him that I would like to go to work in the family I like I like living living there and in rising I liked uh, doing that being around close to family you know it was mm-hmm. it was comfortable it was it was good you know it's there's pros and cons of working with family anytime mm-hmm. but but you know that that was part of the decision I, I made to do that and and then when I graduated I began uh, uh, basically in force management and procurement you know I was mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, buying timber uh, helping manage timber helping helping James and, and Jeff and also Brad at that time those were the ones working uh, within uh, the family members that were working in the business so mm-hmm. uh, that was that it has been my role was was uh, my role for years and then as we as we've grown and and taken on more uh, people it's I've kind of uh, become more of a had to be more of a manager and and overseeing other other people and and helping stepping into a lot of what what dad was has done as far as mm-hmm. uh, keeping the operations uh, going from a from a higher level uh, to managing all the business as far as what what needs to be done okay so my, my next question and it's already kind of been answered but I want to ask it anyways if that's okay is um, that Harold you mentioned it Wilson Brothers Logging is located in Ryzen Arkansas which is yeah. a smaller community here in Arkansas one of our many small communities in the state um, but it sounds like y'all chose Ryzen again this wasn't supposed to be a business it just kind of happened that way but I guess this leads me to the question of why did you guys choose to build your new mill in Ryzen? Why stay in Ryzen? Well, that was a, a no-brainer. <laughs> um, we was, um, I, I guess I moved out of the county six months one time with Weyerhaeuser and then moved back, and uh, uh, it was just home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we knew all the people, knew all the uh, community and knew and was involved in all the community and uh, basically we didn't know we had any other place to go <laughs> <laughs> and so we uh, 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 that was never uh, uh, contemplating of any other place to go mm-hmm. and uh, because we had, uh, we you know it uh, there is a lot of small businesses in the forestry area that are a big part of the community. Sometimes there's more than one in a county and sometimes there's more than one in a town. But they're all small business. There's mm-hmm. loggers, there's people that own land and timber, there's people that 
that uh, that uh, manage other people's timber and other people's land, and they do it from a, from the standpoint of of what's best for the for the timber industry. Uh, we can't separate conservative management of land from the business that you got because you don't do you, you. We didn't go into this business to be a one one time mm-hmm. affair. Um, I know uh, the old Fordyce and Crossett Lumber Company that started. They come in here with the idea of buying up some land, buying a timber deed, basically, and cutting the uh, the timber, and then moving back out. Well, they they seen that we don't want to do that. We want to stay part of that community. So the old Fordyce Lumber Company and Crossett Lumber Company became bigger companies and ended up selling out to Georgia Pacific later on, of course. But that's what happens in the forest industry. Uh, from those industries, there was a lot of loggers that was in business and a lot of landowners that chose to buy the land and have it to be able to sell. Mm-hmm. So it, when you look at the timber industry in, um, in Arkansas, uh, it is a... Um, it is a makeup of a lot, a lot of small businesses. Of course, there's even uh, you know you you look at the Anthony's who are w- one of the larger uh, family-owned businesses in the state. Now it started out small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, it has grown to uh, part of it and to be is very impactable to not only the town of Bearden and. Uh, now to Malvern and others that they do, but all of those count, all of those counties and all of those towns become part of that. You could name a, 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 uh, a numbers of different mills that were uh, were started back uh, even before ours uh, that uh, that are uh, still in existence and, and very impactable in the community they had in it from the employment standpoint and for the community volunteerism and from the activism that uh, the owners and parts of those businesses have school board uh, members uh, community members church members all of these things that grow into making a uh, what we know today is arkansas mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what one thing that we, are, we we try to inform people about and with the show and specifically with this episode is that these forestry businesses, uh, call, you know, call those towns home just like everyone else there does. They don't want to see anything bad happen to it. They want to see it flourish because if it flourishes, they flourish. Um, so I think that's kind of something important that we're trying to highlight is the fact that this is their home just as much as it is, you know, Joe Smith's home down the street, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, well, guys, I'll tell you what. I, I know we haven't gotten through a whole lot of questions yet, but we, we've all got good stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick break right now um, so we can hear a little bit more from our sponsor this month, Visual Forester. Mm-hmm. 
Managing forests requires collaboration and communication across multiple stakeholders in order to be successful. When planning forestry projects, it's important for all parties involved to have a common understanding and vision for the future. Stand Designer by Visual Forester allows users a way to see the forest like never before. Stakeholders now have the ability to visualize the results of a prescription or reforestation before a single boot hits the ground. By using Stand Designer, you can see the before, after, and future of a site. Visit visualforester.com to learn more and download the application. You can use the code PODCAST to get a free trial month. Please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or custom project ideas you may have. Thank you once again to Visual Forester for their support of this month's episode. So guys, we're coming into the tail end of this episode, um, and I've got a couple more questions I want to toss your way. Um, let me ask you this, since we kind of uh, tackled how forest industry and the businesses are important to a community, why do you think it's important for a business like y'all's to have that good relationship with its community and the people that live there? One couple reasons uh, I can think of, especially in South Arkansas where we're located, uh, it's a close-knit community. You've got uh, our business in particular. You have uh, you have people that that are working in that business, so you, you need to have that relationship with with the people that are working there within within that that business and that profession and uh, most all of the land that we deal with uh, landowners we deal with are private mm -hmm. landowners so and a lot of them are local or they have local roots so it, it's it's important to to be able to connect with them and to have have that that foundation in that in that community, in the history of uh, of working well with that with the community, because that's part of the interest that they have as well. And I guess I mean you guys have been there for fifty years, and they haven't run you out yet, so you must be doing something right in that front. Seems like it. <laughs> uh, along that line too, there uh, when I was growing up, a lot of the people had to leave the community mm -hmm. in order to get jobs. And back in that time, the traveling wasn't as easy, so they'd move out of the county. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of those, and when they would retire, they'd move back. Hopefully now that the businesses that we've got uh, that, uh, will allow some of those young people to stay at home and stay part of the family that they always wanted to be part of. Mm -hmm. And so that, that uh, I think, is a, helps, helps them and helps the community because the ones that love the community is the ones that are going to help the community grow. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you guys um, are doing to help maybe give back a little bit to your community? I know the reason that we wanted to get you so close to December was because of your big Wilson Brothers barbecue uh, that goes on earlier in the month. Um, but that, that's an oppor opportunity that has kind of grown from uh, a free lunch for y'all's employees to a free lunch for the community so to speak. So what, what else are you guys doing to kind of help give back? Well, um, of course, Harold is uh, president of the school board now. James was president of it mm -hmm. sometime before that way. Uh, we have uh, always been active uh, in, in the community. I grew up in 4-H, 
and uh, and from that had a uh, an outlook on the community that uh, some people don't get wages is a builder of character and a builder of communities, mm-hmm. and so it is very important that uh, that uh, that the community is stable and and business wise, and so. I like the idea that young people in in high school have an opportunity to stay in the county, and to stay in the town, and to stay in the in business, and to to learn the business. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of in, the people in the forestry business, and especially the logging communities, that have through hard times has decided we don't want to be in that business. But people need to know now that some of the opportunities that we have in the forest industry now. Uh, some of the people that work three to four to five years in the uh, forest industry today are making what college graduates do when they get out of, get out of college. Mm-hmm. And they love it. They love the fact that they can be in, in the community, in an in a activity that they enjoy, running equipment, driving trucks, uh, out in the woods, opportunities that... Uh, that uh, we all we all enjoy and have enjoyed all of our life, and they can continue that. And I think you bring up an uh, interesting point too. Kind of switching a little bit to uh, green careers, a little. You know, it's not just forestry jobs don't just pertain to going out into the woods and you know cutting down trees or measuring trees or doing whatever. Like there's manufacturing jobs that that have that play a big role in what what we do here in the state and what you guys do I'm sure so there's a lot of different opportunities for people who may be interested in this type of career that they can kind of slot themselves into yes uh, you know forestry has got some bad publicity over the years mm-hmm. of uh, from environmentalists and others that didn't think that when you log, uh, log a track of timber, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you cut a, a cornfield, it's not pretty. When you get through with a cotton field, it's not pretty. Forestry is a little bit longer process mm-hmm. than that, so it, it is not pretty. But they was, but you know, the forest industry were the first environmentalists out there. Mm-hmm. We we wanted that forest there because that was our livelihood mm-hmm. we didn't want it destroyed uh, that's what happened to the I told you about the old Fort Ison Crossing Lumber Company they seen the opportunity of it of the of the land reproducing for for the uh, for them and the jobs that it made for the for the communities and uh, some people overlooked that mm-hmm. because they they not close to it but but uh, we have we as a timber industry and as foresters and uh, landowners and uh, uh, mill owners we have always wanted that forest to be in top health a healthy forest is a is a growing forest Mm -hmm. a growing forest is one that has been managed and that's been been harvest is made out of the and, and replanted and and those and so that's what makes this so uh, important to it. One thing that we in the communities uh, never did want to get real involved in was politics. And we allowed the politics to take over, mm-hmm. uh, come up with some negative publicities. Over the years, we have become a lot more active 
in our uh, in our legislative and uh, uh, political prospect, uh, just because that uh, we seen the need for it to be to grow. Okay. Well, guys, uh, we're getting getting down to it. Um, but one one thing I wanted to ask both of you too uh, is there anything that maybe you know. If someone from the Rising community is listening, is there anything you want the Rising community to know uh, after 50 years of letting them let you call that place home for the Wilson Brothers Lumber Company? I would I would just say you know thank you for your support and and just just being uh, community staying the way it is. I mean we we've been fortunate to to live live there and be a part of that. And and glad that we can call that call it home. It's it's a it's a, to us. It's unique. I mean, it's it's been home for for several generations mm-hmm. for us, and and uh, and we're just just glad that that we're part of it, and 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 hope to continue that for years to come. Most of our businesses that we're in was out of our gratitude to the people and to the uh, and to the community for what we done uh, we we worked hard uh, to make it successful and survive but because of those businesses a lot of, of individuals in the county are have benefited from our uh, our businesses, mm-hmm. but we have benefited a lot more from them than they than we've ever uh, anticipated. It is it's fun to see a guy that has uh, went into uh, other aspects of uh, businesses mm-hmm. that said um, our first job was with Wilson Brothers <laughs> on Saturdays um, and. Uh, and so uh, Donnie King, who is CEO of Tyson Food, he told me one time, he said, you know, my first job was with Wilson Brothers Lumber Company and said I was proud of it. But we was proud to have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it's, um, they played football. They played uh, with our kids. And we enjoyed giving them an opportunity to have some money that they could get uh, by the physical work that they did for us. All right. Well, guys, is there anything else y'all want to say or y'all want to add before we wrap this up? Thanks to the thanks to the, the county of Cleveland County and the city of Ryzen, who has always been home and always will be home to us. All right. Well, guys, thank you again. I really appreciate you guys stopping by and giving me a little bit of your time to talk about uh, talk about what you guys do. So thank you so much. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate the work you do in the Arkansas Forest Association for taking this time out for us. Awesome. Thank you. Well, and we want to thank you guys as well for stopping by again this month. If you want to know some more information about the Arkansas Forestry Association, you can find us at arcforest.org. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S 
org. And again, a special shout out and a thank you to Visual Forester for their support and their sponsorship of this month's episode. We also want to make sure we give a thank you to some guy named Rob slash Rob McCormick for the use of our theme song, The Same Love. That's off of his album, The Folkster. You can find more of his music on Spotify or his website. And as always, we'll have a link to that website in the description of this episode. So make sure you join us next month when we'll have a new topic, a new discussion, and a new Voice of Forestry.